Uh, you entrepreneurs, today we have Richard Fletcher. He is the CEO of Magic Sauce Marketing. It's uh, He kind of fell into uh, the coaching uh, avenue. He was giving advice on the dating scene, giving advice to, to family, friends, and whoever was asking for it. He kind of found out that he can make some money out of this by still giving back and kind of fell, fell into the business. So if, if you're thinking about, hey, you know what, I've been doing this for free. Let me find out a way to monetize this. This could be the podcast for you. Uh, please subscribe. Tell your friends. And love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Richard, I'm glad to have you on here. You are the CEO of uh, Magic Sauce Marketing and you are a business coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thanks for having me, Vinny. And you might be able to tell through the podcast or right off the back that he is not from the United States. He's from the UK. <laughs> Very perceptive. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so kind of walk me through what you do uh, on a daily basis. I know business coach is kind of a, a thrown out term by a lot of different people. And I would love to kind of see mm -hmm. what your magic sauce is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. I mean, every man and his dog these days is a business coach. You know, some 19 year old that's never run a business. It does like an online like weekend digital marketing course comes off it and calls himself a business coach. Somebody don't be doing MLM calls themselves a business coach, you know, but what I do specifically is I show generally other coaches and generally non-business coaches, people like fitness coaches, spirituality coaches, they've even had like sex coaches and stuff. I show them how to get clients, high paying clients by posting on their Facebook personal profile in such a way. So they add, they add basically, they add their ideal client as a friend then they make the kind of content uh, their ideal client is going to be like, oh, yeah, I want, a, I want a piece of that, to the point where the ideal client goes, I should send them a message. Then they go ping in the messenger inbox, and then uh, the person then either filters out, them out if they don't want to work with them or they don't have the money to pay for it or whatever, and then they convert the rest. Uh, let's say you've got a 5K program. If you only convert one of those people a week, well, you're still making 20K a month, which you know it's not, it's not a tiny amount of money, especially in this day and age. Yeah, so... So you add the people, do you send an initial email when you're adding the people or is it just, no, add I mean, I mean, content? You, you mean you're on Facebook, you can't send an email, can you? You're just on Facebook. So you just hit add, add friend. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. And then kind of walk me through, where did this all come from? Have you always been a, a coach of coaches or where'd you start out? God, no, no. I mean, I started out like I left, I left uni and I went traveling and I came back from traveling in 2003 and I was like, I always wanted to set up my own business. Um, I always wanted to work for myself. I didn't want to want to be one of these people. I didn't want to turn into one of these people that like sits in some huge corporate office, bored out their mind, watching the clock till five o'clock or four o'clock, whatever time every day going, God, this is boring. Looking forward to Friday, getting to Sunday and feeling that dread for the next day. Like, Oh no, I've got to go to work again. I didn't want to be that person. So um, I started my first business then in 2003, but it wasn't so good. Um, I joined an MLM, which was called Herbalife, which I'm sure you've heard of, because I'm sure, we, I feel like everyone's done Herbalife at some point, you know? And uh, my introduction to business was my upline um, distributor, whatever you call them, um, said, if you're serious about your business, you need to sign up for like the super duper diamond distributor um, system where you get 50% commission instead of 30% commission, but you need to buy more stock up front. So I ended up getting $3,000 worth of product 
so I could get on this higher level on the higher commission plan, stuck it in my parents' garage where it sat for the next year until I finally took it to a tip because it had gone off and I didn't sell any of it. That was my introduction to business. So I was like, whoa. And then since then, I've done a whole bunch of various online coaching businesses and sold Amazon products. Like I did a, um, uh, I did a website teaching backpackers how to travel the world. In fact, if anyone is watching this and wants to see some of my old websites from 2005, um, go to the Wayback Machine. If you've not heard of it, you can search it on Google. It has all the old websites of like back in the day. And just search for thetravelmonkey.net. That was my first proper website. And uh, Although it did all right in terms of information, I had people email me going, oh, I really like your information. I couldn't figure out how to monetize the damn thing. So I got to a point after six months where I was getting plenty of visitors and people liking the stuff. But the only money I was making was affiliate links to backpacks on Amazon. And if one of those sold for like £80, which is like, what, $100, I might make £4 as a result. And I think two of those sold. So it's like, you know, it's not exactly big money. Uh, so I closed that down, but now I'll look back on that and think, God, that could have been like TripAdvisor or something. You know, <laughs> if I'd actually had like had the foresight then to be like, if instead of charging your visitors, what if each of them was worth a small amount of money? Like they click on affiliate links or something like that. But obviously, I didn't know that stuff then. Uh, then I went through a whole bunch of other stuff, like a, a website teaching guy, like guys, skinny guys, how to bulk up. Um, I was a dating coach for a while until I got to the point where in what 2018 where I just found I was talking about marketing a lot in other people's Facebook groups. Uh, I was giving people a lot of advice, uh, and this sounds really arrogant, but a lot of the times the advice I was giving was better than like the person running the group. And I was like, why don't I just start my own group? Like, it'd be more fun. Um, I don't you know. I can make up the rules. I can say whatever I want. So I did. And a bunch of people joined. I got to like 4,000 members, and I realized that people needed help, more help than I could give for free. So I set up a course, and people signed up to it. And... I, at the same time, I was getting bored of the dating stuff. Like I was married by this point and I was just bored of talking about dating and all this kind of the problems that guys have. I was seeing the same guys with the same problems coming in. So I kind of just stopped doing that. I stopped signing people up and just built up the, uh, the business coaching side of things. And here we are now. So it's certainly not a journey where I planned it from the start. It's kind of like been around the houses and, oh, how do we get here? So, okay, I, I, have, I have two questions. First off, well, actually I have a couple. Where do you travel to when you got from uni? Where do you uh, backpack through? Were you... So you know, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went all around the world. So I started in India, which was a real culture shock for like a 22 year old, like super pale white guy from Manchester. And you just turn up and it's just like, whoa, what is this place? Uh, yeah. Then I went to travel to Nepal and did some trekking there. Went to Southeast Asia, like Thailand or whatever. Um, Japan and South Korea, Australia for a bit, for like six months. Flew home via New York and that was that. You know, so one thing that I've learned from a lot of my traveling is that you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, when you're yeah. in other countries and other other areas, I mean, were there big things that you picked up when you left your comfort of, of the UK and were able to travel to these foreign lands? Mm, um, I would say two things. Um, I used to be really scared. I don't know if scared is the right word, but um, kind of like dealing with new people. Um, not not even like new people like friends, but you know when say you've got to sort something out like I don't know, like a taxi or a hire car or even order a pizza. I've always had like a fear of that, like ringing up and ordering a pizza. It's absolutely, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? But like mm. a fear of like the person you don't know on your end of the phone. And what if you sound stupid? And what if they don't understand what you're saying? And you know, you, you order the pepperoni pizza and they're like, uh, and they can't tell. And it's just, I know you have this aw awkwardness and I've always had like a fear about that. Then you go traveling and you're in another country and it's like 46 degrees, super hot. Um, well, that's in Celsius. You probably say, like, you know, 110 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. And you're like 
sweating like hell and they don't speak your language and you've got to figure out um, how to get out of this train station and get to the next place where none of the signs are in English. Uh, no one seems to speak English. It's just this mass of people. And you're like, how do I get out of here? Solving that problem is a lot harder than ordering a pizza. So then when you get home again, you've got to order a pizza. You're like, this ain't scary anymore. So the, the, there was a sense of perspective and the general also, um, the, the also the kind of the problem solving skills in general. Um, I think like in the past, I used to give up too easily. Whereas now I'm like, if I've got a problem and I can see that someone else can do what I want to do, but I can't figure it out right now, which is obviously relevant to a lot of people of online businesses, like, you know, other people are selling this stuff, but I'm not selling mine. Why is that? I kind of just stick with it until I figure it out because I know the problem can be solved. So you get back and you kind of have this mindset now where you, anything can be, be handled, anything can be solved. It sounded like when you're talking about how you got to the path now of the coaching mm. that you were doing a lot of avenues. You were doing the Amazon stuff. You're doing the kind of the, the dating coaching. You're doing all these kind of things. Was it just kind of doing stuff to get by, see what stuck, just doing stuff out of enjoyment? Where did that, the kind of the changing the careers kind of come from? Uh, well, it was never my career. I, I mean, I've only actually been doing this full time since what the start of 2018. So I had a corporate job for 15, well, 13, 12, 13, 15 years, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, I knew only too well what it's like to be in the corporate world and being bored as hell. And I always had that desire to get out uh, and do something else. So my desire wasn't really, maybe this was a problem actually. My desire wasn't driven by the passion for the thing I was doing or the passion going, I really want to teach people this because they need to know. It was like my desire was driven by wanting to get out of the fire over here. So, yeah. I, I just, I would, I tried everything, you know, I tried selling domain names and I felt, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember of like what it was like in sort of 2008 time, but all of the online business offers were like, sack your boss, the magic turnkey system that pours dollars in your bank while you sleep. And I was just like, no, they were always $97 or 197. Um, and you were just like, I was just like an idiot signing up for all these like, you know, uh, I fancy having dollars in my bank while I sleep, you know, no experience, effort or brain required. I'll just, it's like, like, what was I thinking? I thought I'd just push a button. So you were just going after these avenues, right? I would, I, would literally, I would literally try everything. Yeah. Just, just to get out of the corporate world? Sorry? Just to get out of the corporate world, find a way to get right. out. I, was like, I always knew I had this dream. My dream was I want to work for myself and I want to do my own thing from home. I don't want to have a boss. And no, I want to have all the money in the world that I need to do whatever I want. You know, I'm not bothered about being like, you know, earning like a million a month or anything, but I want all the money to be able to do whatever I want, to live really well, uh, not work too hard and have a really good life. That was my end goal, but I had no idea how I was going to get there. So I tried a bunch of things until I finally stumbled over something. Um, it probably took me about 10 years to start making proper money. The dating coach stuff was working and was working nicely, but I just got bored of it and then found my online business stuff. And who knows where the future will take me? You know, I might get bored of online business stuff and jump somewhere else one day. I have no idea. Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems like a lot of people I talked to that have, were thinking mm. about the past. They're in the career world. They're trying to find an exit plan. How many people that you're coaching now have the same kind of kind of mindset where they're trying to wait? This is like a side hustle and they're trying to find a way to, to make it a full-time job. Um, a few, a few, yeah. Um, most of... I say most of my clients because my ideal audience isn't uh, beginner marketers. Okay. People who are already making a certain amount of money, like say, you know, three to 5K a month, maybe 10K a month. And they're just kind of, they're doing that, they're in that bit where they're surviving, they're paying the bills, they're doing all right, but they can't break beyond that. Uh, that's my ideal client. Sometimes I'll take on people who are like total newbies, but it's the exception rather than the rule. So there is the odd person like that, but generally they're already in, a, in some sort of business. 
So I, I was told that one of the big pushes to, from you to where you were in corporate world to where you are now was when you got let go, right? Yeah. Well, well, I was already running this business. Um, okay. At this point, that was I was a uh, IT contractor. So my contract came to an end and they just didn't renew it. That was the end of 2018. Uh, I was already doing pretty well on the side from this and I wasn't planning to quit. I would have taken a contract. So I was working, basically I was working at home all day. It was quite an easy job. I didn't have to work too hard. I could get everything done. They were happy with me and I could run my online business on the side. So it's like getting paid twice. So I would have carried it on, but then I got to the point where I got let go. I'm, like, I'm not going to find another job. I'll just carry on with the online business and see where it goes. And, you know, start of January last year, I was a bit like, well, hmm, not sure where this is going to go, but let's carry on. And here we are now. So um, however, however many months later it is. Fair, fair enough. And has there been one or two struggles that you really kind of look back on in your life that you go, that kind of shaped me into the person I am today? Um, yeah, well, this is a, back in 2005, I got caught up in all the uh, the pickup community. Are you, have you heard of all that, Vinny? Oh. Like so uh, there was a big book around the time written by a guy called Neil Strauss called The Game. Uh, and it was all about this secret society of undercover pickup artists who live together in this like big house in Hollywood. And uh, basically they swap all these tips on meeting like women and go and picking them up in bars and they go out and practice every night. And I read this book and I was just like, wow, you know, I don't seem to be too good at this. And I was like, you know, why can I not meet the kind of like women I want to be with? So I kind of made it my business and study. I studied all this stuff and got into it. And I kind of like went through a period where I went super weird for a while. And, but when I came out of the other side of it some years later, and I was like, you know, I met my wife, and now I'm at a point about now, and I was like, okay, quite happy, you know. Uh, that was a real struggle, uh, just the hardship of, there's nothing quite like the experience for a guy of walking up to a girl in the bar and, like, saying, hey, I'd like to meet you. And then she just goes, <laughs> and then, like, turns to her friends, and they all laugh as well, like, cheers their drinks, and then he's turning back on you. And then you're just stood there, like, with your dick in your hand, like, okay, what do I do now? I guess I'll walk back to where I was, like, with your tail between your legs, like, okay, I'm a loser. And that was, like, pretty much my experience about, like, five times a night for six months, you know? And it's just like, God, this is just grim. But um, I feel like that gave me a level of, um, I suppose you could call it pain tolerance, well, you mean, no, I, I totally agree with you. I know for myself, before I got into to sales, you know, I've been in sales for the last eight, I mean, eight, nine years. And before I got into sales, you know, talking to women, you know, that was a difficult thing because the rejection was, was painful. Yeah. Now I deal with rejection on a daily basis with my real estate team and that kind of thing. And so I'm okay with rejection. So when I was, when I was single uh, more recently, maybe a year or so ago, it was it was fairly easy to be you okay. Were, yeah. You were the big player in town, were you? You're like, another door talking to Vinny. <laughs> so no, I, I can I can totally appreciate that. Was there so in the, in that window right there? You were still in the corporate world when you were kind of like yeah. in the race. Yeah, I was in the corporate world from what 2006 to 2018. Nice. Yeah. What and, and and talking more about your your current business, and I know it's only been for maybe 13 months, 14 months like that for the time right now. Has there been any kind of struggles of growing that base, of finding new clientele, or has it been an easy flow? Um, there's been challenges mainly early on. So when I went full time January last year, um, I didn't sign up any clients in the first three weeks in January. And you know, I had these, I had these thoughts. And, you know, what, one thing I think is really, really useful for someone who's listening to this, who's maybe 
I don't want to say wants to be in my position because it sounds really big-headed and arrogant, doesn't it? But you know, someone who wants to run their own business full-time and maybe they're like, oh, it's not quite working, is to realize I think pretty much everyone has the same negative thoughts. It's not like people who are successful making it happen are cut from a different cloth and you know, only think positively all the time and think they're amazing and think they can't fail. It's like all the time I'm thinking, like, no, why are you doing this, you idiot? This isn't going to work. What's the point of this? And you just soldier on anyway. So the first three weeks of January last year was just like, nobody wanted to buy my stuff, it seemed. Um, uh, no, I didn't make any sales. And then the fourth week of January, someone got on a call and was like, yeah, I want to sign up. I'll send you 6K later. And I was like, yeah, 6K. This is awesome. It's happening now. And then he ghosted me. He fell off a cliff. And at that point, I was just like, fuck my life, you know, just... FML, fuck my life. I'm just like, what the, f- why am I even doing this? Just go and get a job, you know, and you don't have to worry about this. You can get your, you know, 29th of every month or whenever you get your however many thousand in the bank and you don't have to worry about it. And yes, it's grim going to work, but you don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Um, that was probably the worst time. Uh, no, but there was, there was maybe a month when it got quiet and some of that wasn't too worried then because I was already doing okay before then. But yeah, that was the worst bit. After you lost on, or I guess you never really had it, but you felt like you might have had it at six k. Yeah. I mean, was was there a moment where you said maybe I'm made the wrong decision? Um, no, I didn't think that because uh, I thought it's not like I quit my job. You yeah, know, they they said your contract isn't being renewed, and then over Christmas, it's not like I'm going to get a new contract. So I guess it was start of January. So I'd only had three weeks in January. I felt like it was still the right. Even if it didn't work, I thought I can give this a few months. And if I don't make any money at all, which is unlikely because I was making money before then, if I don't yeah. make any money at all, the idea was to scale up. If I carry on making the same amount of money I was making, which is all right money, I might go get a job. But if I scale up nicely, then I'm happy. And I was happy with the decision because it gave me an opportunity to see, well, what would happen in my business if I ran it full time? Uh, but yeah, I was actually, I was, I was certainly questioning whether, um, whether to keep going with it. I mean, what do you, why did you, kind of feel that it was it was the right choice was there anything inside you that was saying or is it just because you had the track record of kind of making all right money and you're like i keep doing this yeah well uh, um i'm a big fan of calculated risks intelligent risks Vinny. you know mm-hmm. so not over this course that i've checked i've got 10 i say you've got ten thousand dollars in the bank and you quit your job and you spend all your ten thousand dollars on some online training course that you've not vetted you've not checked out but the sales page seemed cool. That's a stupid risk because you're just throwing your money and hoping for the best and you've just spent all your savings. And if it doesn't work out, how are you going to eat? But intelligent risks are like, well, I've got money in the bank from my job anyway, but I've already saved up and from my side business. I can afford to live for a while anyway without earning. And if I take some time to do this, all right, I spent some money on living, but it's a decent experiment. And if it doesn't pay off, you know, I'm not on the streets. I've spent a bit of my savings, but my daily life doesn't change in the slightest. Uh, but if it does pay off, the upside is huge. So I kind of look at it like that and go, well, if the downside is I don't really, I kind of stay the same and the upside is it's way up there. So I'm always I'm always looking at these kind of calculated risks all the time saying, do I want to go for that or not? If, if with all that that knowledge you've kind of accumulated with taking those like mini, mini risks and, and succeeding, I think on, on majority of them, I mean, you've probably gained a lot of wisdom what kind of wisdom would you give to that that kid that just came out of uni? Mm, uh, honestly, I mean, the thing I said about intelligent risks is a good yeah. starting point. But um, 
I would say look at it as going, where do I want to be? So if you want to be in the position I'm in, let's say, where you're running your own business from home and you're kind of, you know, you're making very nice money and you don't have to answer to anyone, but you've no idea how to get there right now. You know, you're sat there going, well, I can't be a business coach because I don't know anything about business and I don't know what I'll coach on because I've just come out of uni. I don't know that much, but that doesn't matter. Go, go out there and start something, figure something out. And if it falls flat on its face, learn something from it and move forward and then try something else and move forward again. So the key point is not in just failing constantly and being a loser who always loses is about failing and then moving forward. And then you're slightly smarter. Then you fail again and you're slightly smarter some more. So it's about that review after failure and getting the feedback to go, okay, what did I do wrong? Sometimes that may require paying a coach to help you out. So again, part of the intelligent um, risks is in finding the right coaches where, you know, you might have to invest five or $10,000, maybe not when you come out of uni, but at some point, you know, you're gonna have to invest some money but how can you make that money be the right kind of money so you don't just throw it on some program like a lot of people do and you get very little back? So it's about always moving forward towards your goal. Even if it takes you 20 years, if you keep on moving forward, you've got to get there eventually. How do you find the right coach? How do you vet the right coach? That's uh, that's very, very difficult. Um, these days, I would say don't worry about the flashy promises where you know, where they get you to imagine your lifestyle. If you see like a sales page where it's like, imagine your life as an online marketer, you wake up in the morning and you take your coffee and you, know, you switch on your laptop and all the emails saying what a fantastic job you're doing. And, oh, look, you've made 10 sales overnight. Uh, then you do a little bit of work and you go onto the beach and you feel a hot sand under your feet and you know someone brings you a cocktail and you, your amazing life. Now they get you to imagine all this stuff, but they never actually say how their thing works. Stay away from that. But if you find a coach who seems to have numerous good results for people who are just like you, um, and they have a clear process where it's like, okay, when you sign up with me, we're going to do this first, then this, then this. And that process seems credible and believable. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I can see how that's going to work. Then that's probably a decent shot. But, you know, like I can say it's always a risk. Fair enough. Well, what's next for uh, Richard and the Magic Sauce marketing? Uh, well, 2019 was all about mastering Facebook, okay. uh, you know, becoming as good as I possibly could be at generating leads organically by posting on my personal profile. Um, 2020 is about diversification. So, you know, we all know that now, I don't own Facebook. Uh, Facebook could close at any time. Facebook could kick me off their platform if they decide they don't like me anymore. And if all my business is on Facebook, then obviously that makes me a risk. Oh, that makes, you know, that's a risk for me. So I'm diversifying by going to some other areas. Like I've got a Pinterest account going. I've got, uh, I've moved a lot of my face, my best Facebook posts onto a blog and directing traffic there. So it's about taking some of my uh, real estate away from Facebook. So if Facebook one day shuts down, I'm not then sat there going, oh shit, what do I do next? Uh, but I don't recommend doing that until you've got one thing right. So get one thing right, do that really well. Get yourself a business that's validated and working and then look to diversify. Don't get like 12 different social media accounts and try to post them all at once when you don't have one working well because you're just going to spread yourself too thin and it's not going to work. Fair enough. Now, if someone's looking for a coach, they're, I mean, they, they like what they've heard here. What's the best way of them reaching out to you, finding you? Kind of um, yeah, so they can either go to my website, magicsourcemarketing.com. 
And there's a ton of blog posts on there, by the way, if you want more content. Um, or they can go, if they're on Facebook, which, you know, probably, if they're not on Facebook, I'm probably not the coach for them because most of my stuff is on there. But assuming you're on Facebook, uh, you can join my Facebook group, Magic Source for Online Marketers. Just find it in the search bar. It'll come up easy enough. Uh, and obviously, if you just type my name in, you can find me and just follow my feed and you know, send me a message if you like, if you're keen to get some coaching. Any any last tidbits, anything else you want to you throw out there to the audience? And um, Honestly, I'll say the main thing, the main thing is not about necessarily intelligence or you know, having all the wisdom. Uh, I think the main thing is about um, tenacity and perseverance and just not giving up and always moving forward until you get to your goal. And instead of being like, oh God, I failed again, I'm going to give up. Just keep on moving forward in spite of what all the people around you will say. Because when you get successful and you're making money, people will be like, oh yeah, you're doing really well. Yeah, yeah, he's an entrepreneur, he's doing well. Uh, tell me how you did it. But when you're not doing well, everyone says, everyone laughs at you and says, what are you doing? Go and get a job. Or, you know, why are you wasting time doing this? So it's about having that confidence to stick with yourself and just keep on moving forward. Thank you, uh, Richard, for being on the road to growth. Uh, I mean, I appreciate all the, the tidbits. Uh, I love your journey. I, I mean, I'd love to talk to you more about your travel. I, I, that, that seemed like a fun time in your life. I always love traveling. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone listening got some great tidbits, got some great information. And again, thanks, Richard, for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Vinny. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.